uh, standpoint of safety, all of these companies you're associated with and your whole career, safety has been a tremendously um, important issue on the forefront of everything you do. Um, have you had a lot of new ways to deal with the, the virus? Do you test people more frequently? Do you let them make choices about coming to work? How, how are you handling that aspect of it? Um, you're right. In, any, in all the industries that I'm associated with, um, safety is a core value that we hold. And so it's, it's, I'll call it second nature. In dealing with this type of a situation, it's just another, um, it's different, but it's the same, many of the same um, elements that we have in place when it comes to workforce safety get they're transferable the thinking around it is transferable um, we do have additional screening tools that we're using now whether it's temperature checks whether it's um, asking the employee about their home life and there's a bit more comprehensive discussion um, that's required in these type of situations but um, we find that uh, 99% of the people want to do the right thing. And so they, they're not, um, they're very focused on making sure that they're not exposing their coworkers as well as um, taking care of their families at home. And so, yes, we do have, a, and again, it, it runs the spectrum of furloughed employees or employees that if they have a situation at home that they need to stay home for, um, we encourage that. So it, it just depends on the company and, and the country in which we're operating there's a variety of different the first the first uh boots and strap measure is making sure that we're adhering to whatever the local guidelines are um, and then we supplement that with additional measures and i think this is a time where companies are sharing uh, as much as they can with their competitors with their um, suppliers just so that everybody's on the same page and if there's novel solutions that um, or innovative solutions that are available, people are very forthright in sharing that. That's interesting. I never really thought about the aspect of how much more sharing might be going on between different companies because this of what we're going through. Well, for instance, in the mining industry, the International Council of Mining and Metals has a website where all of the member companies are posting their COVID-19 response plans. And so you can benchmark and see what other industries are doing. And I would imagine that um, many industries are, are doing the same thing where they try and share as much information because it's in, it's in everybody's best interest. So I think Beth is going to ask you a few questions about leadership uh, in these times of uncertainty and um, kind of hear differences that you think that you're observing. Sure. You know, when we think of all that's going on in the world and you've really been so involved in leading organizations from a board perspective what do you think are the leadership traits that are helping leaders the most and organizations the most right now that you that we want to see in people right now well i'm gonna i'm gonna use the letter c um just because it's a good prompt for me um to talk about what i think are some of the things that i've seen um and Pandemic aside, I think these are leadership characteristics that are um, important in any in any time. But I would say that what the pandemic is, what we've 
seen in the pandemic is everything has to move at hyperspeed because things are happening so quickly. Um, the, the speed in which things are moving is unprecedented, whether you talk about marketplaces or what's happening in your, your business. But focusing on the letter C, the first word is courage. Um, I think it's so important for leaders in this time of uncertainty to exhibit courage. And that means you, you don't know, you're facing uncertainty, you don't know what outcomes are gonna be, but you have the courage to take action. Um, the second is compassion. Um, in these times when people's lives are so upended, um, you have to have compassion, not for just your colleagues, your, the people that you work with, the people that work for you, but also your customers and the communities in which you operate. Um, so compassion is incredibly important. The third is communication. Um, you, you cannot over-communicate in this environment. Your employees, your customers, your communities want to know what's going on and how are we responding? How is this going to impact me? Um, what's my future going to look like? And we may not have all the answers to that, but telling people what you know as soon as you know it and finding innovative ways to communicate, whether it's email, Skype, video, whatever, communication is critical. The, the next one is creativity. Um, we're facing uncertain times. We're facing new things that we've never faced before. Supply chains are dis disrupted. Um, these are things that, as Sharon said, we, you didn't study for this in college, and so it requires creative solutions. And creativity brings with it, you have to be agile, you have to be flexible, and you have to be nimble. Um, so creativity is important. And the last one isn't a leadership characteristics, but it's cash and understanding you as a leader, you need to understand the financial implications of, of the situations we're facing. And you can see it across the spectrum of industries. Everybody is looking at uncertain revenues and understanding where their cash position is and what are the things that they can do to ensure that they have the liquidity um, to be able to face the challenges that we are dealing with today. And as this pandemic unfolds and the consequences and knock-on effects are um, material, continue to materialize, do we have the resources in place from a financial perspective to be able to survive? So those are leadership characteristics that I think are important in any period of time, but that particularly now, I think are at the forefront, at least in my mind. Yeah, if I could make one comment there, I think you're adding that cash position is very interesting because uh, boards all the time, of course, deal with numbers, but quite honestly, you deal a lot more with revenue expenses, you know, do you have debt and things like that. Cash, of course, I think you look at it, but I'm sure cash is now truly the, the term cash is king. It's true yeah. the uh, position that companies want to be in at this point. And I never really gave that a whole lot of um, perspective in my own mind until you just said it. Yeah. And it's, like I said, it's not a leadership characteristic, but it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a C word that, that discusses as a, as a leader, you have to understand the financial ramifications of the businesses that you're in and uh, 
how do you survive in a period of uncertainty like we're dealing with? It's certainly, you know, when you think of leaders who are forward thinking and who are more, who, you know, like to have cash position, be strong, um, the companies are in better shape. I'm wondering, you're, you've been operating at the very tip top of organizations for so long, and I'm certain you've had a chance to mentor so many um, young women and men who are coming up the ranks. Um, and I know you in your own career have experienced so much. What would be your advice to young women who are at a, let's say, a mid-level in their or, uh, career right now? What would be your advice to them during this difficult time? Well, I don't know that I have any specific advice other than the right now I think organizations are dealing with urgent issues um, and so top of mind is if they if anyone has a creative solution um, to dealing with problems and the problems are so unique across the spectrum of the industries that you might be involved in. I think organizations are ripe for new ideas. Um, I was just reading an article the other day and it, it said that because these are new times and they're different times, we don't have answers. And so the opportunity, I think there might be a, a more fertile landscape for lack of a better term or a fertile environment that people are willing to try something new. Um, because they're they're grasping um, to find solutions. I mean, everything from you see breweries making hand sanitizer. I mean, who would have thought of that? You know, a few a few weeks ago or a few months ago. But you know, some crazy ideas are coming out of the woodwork. And so, I think number one, don't be afraid to to suggest a new idea um, because the landscape is changing and new solutions are needed to deal with the problems that we're dealing with. So um, I think don't, being, don't be afraid to, to step up and, and maybe offer some crazy ideas or some unique or creative solutions to problems that we're facing because I think the industry, it, whatever industry you're in, you're looking for new ways to do things. Um, and I think this is a, a rare and unique opportunity um, in a negative sense of way opportunity, but it's an opportunity for people to come up with some new ways of thinking and doing business or maybe a different business or a different business model or a different product. And so um, I think that's probably the most important thing, but then also being willing to listen um, and to be patient because a lot of leaders don't have all the answers. Well, leaders don't have all the answers and they're going to make mistakes. And um, so be patient. Um, mm -hmm. as people work through these problems. No, the other word you had mentioned in your C's was courage. Yeah. That at these times, you want to make sure you project <coughs> that you believe we're going to get through this. You, you, you present the opinion of um, um, having faith that we're going to get through this as opposed to being somebody who appears to others to be fearful about the times we're in. So it, it, in my mind, I, I always felt that, that the people who would stand up and say, you know, we're going to get through this, like you said, having courage, even right. if you're at a lower level, you have the ability to tell your peers, we're going to get through this. Right. It's, it's important that you demonstrate at all 
levels of leadership or even entry levels that you have, you have faith in where the leadership is taking you. Correct. Yes. Well, I was thinking, Jean, as we um, think about you as a woman who, and I know you don't like probably this sort of attention, but I'm curious, it really does help us as we um, develop and mentor young women. What do you think are the leadership qualities that you possess that have been most helpful to you in your career? I think, and not, not to overuse the word courage, but I think courage is an important aspect of, um, you know, being willing to try things, being willing to do something new or different um, is, was, was important. Um, I, I know that for me, um, I never thought of myself as a woman in a man's world. I just thought of myself as a person. And I think one of the, characteristics that I had was no matter what work environment I was in and whoever I was working with, I didn't think of people as men or women or black and white, or I just thought of them as people. And I think that, you know, thinking of your coworkers or your supervisors as people, as other human beings, um, is an important characteristic, uh, and it allows you to, I think, create more understanding in, in the work environment. Um, but I think courage, uh, I think listening and um, compassion is important. And uh, I think just being open, openness is a, is, is a characteristic that I think is, is critically important. Gene and I worked together for seven, eight years. I'm not exactly sure how many, but I can tell you one of the traits that Gene always exhibited was having that kind of, um, you know, after decisions made, this is how we're going to go forward. We can do that and a can do that kind of attitude. It's, um, you know, letting other people believe. And I think it comes back to kind of that courage that you need leaders who are committed to the direction you're going and Jean always did an amazing job of making sure people understood that she believed this was the right way to go and did not look at things from a negative perspective but always a positive perspective and I think in leadership that is it, it gets you huge grounds for people to be able to believe that you believe this is the right path you know I tell I tell people sometimes the story of my first job as a, as a, in the mining industry. And this was back in the late seventies, um, which dates me a bit, but it, um, the, my first job was as an underground surveyor. And it was, a at a time where the safety regulations had just been implemented. So safety gear included things like your, self-contained respirator which goes around your belt um, and so you have this very large belt that you have to strap around your waist it included what we called muck boots which are big boots that have um, steel in the toes to protect your feet but they're also waterproof and hard hats and safety glasses well back in 77 78 
um, they didn't make that kind of equipment for women, especially women my size, because I'm not a very large person. And so my first job, they issue all of our safety gear, and I go into the change room to put on all the different pieces of equipment that I needed to wear to go underground for my first job. And they gave me the smallest pair of safety boots that they could find, which were at least three or four sizes too big. The safety belt was way too big. And so as I'm gearing up to go underground, I'm trying to figure out how do I make this all work? Um, so luckily I had, I thought, well, I can stuff some toilet paper in the boots. Um, so I stuffed the toilet paper in the boots and put on an extra pair of socks. You know, I cinched the belt up and wound up having to, you know, tie a big knot in it and managed to get it around my waist. And so it wasn't falling down. And I sat there feeling so uncomfortable and a bit scared and thinking, what the heck am I doing here? Why am I here? And I thought, well, I can do one of two things. I can take it all off and go home, or I just get out there and get the job done. And I chose to walk out and get the job done. I was so uncomfortable and I was so nervous and I was so scared. But after, you know, a few days, things became much more comfortable. And I tell that story to young women. Um, and it's a bit, the boots are a bit of a metaphor in a way, because in so many points in your career, whether you're just starting out or you're, you know, in your fifth job, things won't feel like they fit all the time. Things will feel uncomfortable. Um, but that's life and you just have to get on with it and get going. And once you get on with it and get going, um, the comfort levels will come and it doesn't matter whether you're a young woman or a young man in that environment, all environments when you're new will feel uncomfortable and you'll feel a bit scared and that's normal and you just have to go on with it. And, uh, so that's, you know, that was my first job in the mining industry. And there were times, there was never a time that I felt quite that uncomfortable. Things got easier, but you'll always feel those levels of discomfort when you're taking on something new and new challenges. And the other story I tell people about, um, and it comes back to courage. One of the, one of the, um, it's an art exhibit, or it's, it's a piece of art that's at, at the University of Wyoming in Laramie. And it's a picture of a woman, it's, it's not a picture, it's a, it's a huge statue of a woman riding a, a horse, and she's breaking through a wall. And it's a very, very moving piece of art. And it represents women breaking through, and it celebrates the history that women uh, and the role that women have pay, played in the past and also that the role that they'll play in the future in breaking through walls. But one of the things that I think about for women in that, and that woman on the horse is that the courage it took to saddle up. And John Wayne has a quote that I like, and it says, courage is being scared to death but saddling up anyways. Love and it. so the woman 
before she got on the horse to break through the wall had to have courage. She had to strap on a pair of boots that probably she felt a bit uncomfortable with. And she got on the horse and then she broke through the wall. And that's, I think the, the, to me, it represents sometimes the, the, the challenges women face is things won't feel comfortable, but in order to be, to break through the wall or break through the glass ceiling, you have to get on the horse and you have to break through the wall. And uh, I, I think that those types of things can be um, very, very um, representative of some of the challenges that we face, but also the success that we can feel um, as we continue to persevere. Great, great analogies, Jean. I just love them. They're but so it, it's, it, I'll tell you that that statue is, you can see it online and it's, I think it's, and me growing up in the West and growing up on horses, it was just something that resonated with me. I'm sure there's lots of other things out there, but. But I mean, what an example of perseverance and courage. Yeah. And those things were critical for you to, like you said, day after day, keep doing something that was uncomfortable. But the other thing you said is eventually it does get comfortable and then it becomes kind of normal. And then soon you're ready for that next position of becoming uncomfortable again. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I loved what you just said. Um, and the way you told the story or stories about courage and John Wayne's quote and the painting. It's incredible. I mean, obviously I think you're a great storyteller. Um, I don't, we don't have to talk about it per se, but I think that's you know one of the ways that you're probably able to help people um, who are following you. But I was wondering about you know when you mentioned earlier in your career, was there a mentor or somebody who was important in your career? And I'm just wondering if so, maybe what they said to you at some point that stuck with you. You know, back in the day, we didn't necessarily have mentors but i will tell you that probably the person in my life who's still in my life that has been my biggest supporter has been my husband um he's an engineer he's um he worked in the industry and he was always so supportive of um encouraging me and you know he was somebody i could come home to and say you know, this happened, and I think he grounded me in saying, well, because he was a young engineer too, and I, I saw that he struggled with some of the things I was struggling with, so it, it gave me this confidence that, oh, okay, it's not just because I'm a woman, it's because we're young engineers facing new challenges, and so mm -hmm. he was, he was, he was, he always has been um, somebody that I could lean on and somebody that supported me, so I've been so so fortunate to have that level of support throughout my whole life, my whole professional life. It is one of the things that Sharon's talked about in terms of women who are at the top of organizations really need to consider carefully who you choose to partner with, you know, so oh, you've moved yeah. 13 times, right? Or 14 times. And so. Yeah, that's that that you're you're so correct because that life partner whoever it is is um if you have one can be su such 
they will be the most important person in helping you continue to be able to be successful, I think. But that's my perspective. No, it's a very important one. And I'm, I, it's nice to hear you say that. I think it's, it's, it's good to, to have people realize how, how important that is. Mm -hmm. I just have one last question. And that is, Jean, I know you read a lot of books. Do you have any recommendations for young women about a book about leadership or maybe not even leadership, but just something that you think is worthwhile reading, especially since we got all this time on? <laughs> well, you know, one of my favorite leadership authors is John Maxwell. I, I really like his perspectives um, and I've read pretty much most of his books. Um, so I think any one of those, of, I, I don't have a specific title of one of his books, but he, cause he's written many of them, but, I find him to be a, a good author that I, that I enjoy. Okay. Did you have something we didn't talk about that you would like to add? What's really interesting is all three of the companies that I'm working with right now on board positions, two of the CEOs are brand new. One was appointed in January. The other one was appointed in March. And we just appointed the CEO for the third company in on Monday. So all three of these CEOs are facing, not only are they new in their roles, two of them, it's their first time CEO role. So they, I said, there's, you could not have picked a more um, unsettling time to take on a new role. I mean, you talk about being uncomfortable in a new role. That's one thing, your first CEO role, and then you face a pandemic that the world has never seen. I'm just so amazed at um, how well they're doing. And they, they exemplify these examples of, you know, these different characteristics. But I will say the Epi, uh, uh, one of the boards, they have four C's and they talk about customers, colleagues, cash. So I borrowed some of that and added my other, my other C's to it. But um, I think it's useful. It makes it simple. And I think that's, you know, giving, giving people, keeping things simple <laughs> is so critical in this period of time because there's so much out there and just keeping your message simple is, is critical. Right, right. Well, you know, one thing for these CEOs they have a lot to look forward to because times will get better. <laughs> if they can survive this, what, you know, the rest of it's going to feel like a cakewalk. Well, I think the other piece too is, you know, when you're fight, when you have critical work that has to get done, the constraints that are put on you for, um, with travel restrictions and stay at home orders and, and finding ways to continue to do the critical parts of the businesses is, you have to do it. You just have to find ways um, that you can continue to function. And it's amazing. People are creative and they're figuring it out. It is. Isn't it amazing the creativity that people are able to come up with in these times, even taking business out of the scenario. I am amazed at some of these video clips I get of what people are doing right now. Oh it, yeah. People are so creative. It's, yeah. it's it, it just exemplifies why, you know, we, we as a civilization have done so well and hopefully we will find our way through this pandemic. We will. Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs>